Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks but never produced and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. I'm Andrew Reich, the creator and host of Dead Pilot Society. Our pilot this month is Step Dave by Emily Cutler, based on a New Zealand show written by Kate McDermott. Emily has uh, an incredibly long and varied resume that includes community, suburgatory, AP Bio, Fresh Off the Boat, so many other shows, and she's written a really fun rom-com. It's about Dave, 24-year-old bartender whose life is turned upside down when he meets the woman of his dreams, Annie, 12 years his senior, with three kids and some serious baggage in tow. Does it sound insulting if I call this a comfort food show? Because it shouldn't, and I hope it doesn't. But because this is comfort food, it's got uh, an ease and a charm, and you get to enjoy two people falling in love but facing major obstacles. You know, come on. Not everything has to be succession. This is is a really fun one and a great cast, as always. Uh, An old dear friend of mine from... Bring It On and The Odd Couple and Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Mr. Rhodes, Lindsay Sloan from Insecure and True Story with Ed and Randall, Luke Monis uh, from the upcoming show Platonic on Apple, Vinnie Thomas from Flatbush Misdemeanors and her special that just came out on Peacock, No Bad Days, Alyssa Limparis. Uh, God, I, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, But it's possible I didn't. Sorry if I didn't, Alyssa. Moving on from the neighborhood and just roll with it. Greg Santos from True Blood and Devious Maids. Mariana Claveno from The Office, The Oath, Hacks, Linda Pearl. From Angeline, Libby Rose. And from Drama Club on Nickelodeon, Nesca Rose. Uh, God, I hope I didn't butcher some names there. Um... Well, what can you do? Hey, if you want to see the people reading it and uh, you didn't uh, join during the fun drive a few months back, you can become a MaxFun member for as little as $5 a month. You'll get access to the video and all of our bonus content from past years. Just go to MaximumFun.org join. Now, enjoy Step Dave after a brief message. I'm sure you've noticed how giant corporations are controlling more and more about what we consume, whether it's our food, our news, or even the shows we enjoy. The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says no. We can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area. We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically only about that. The Greatest Generation. The show for free and independent thinkers about Star Trek. And the groins of different costumes. Reviewing every episode in order. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind. All right, Emily Cutler is here. Great to see you, Emily. Hello, you too. So we're going to be reading your dead pilot, Step Dave. Uh, <laughs> so can dead, you tell... dead as a doornail. <laughs> yes, that's how we like them. Can you uh, tell everybody a little bit about what they're about to hear? What you're about to hear is a pilot I wrote called Step Dave. It came um, from a New Zealand show of the same name. 
and I adapted it. And it is about um, an unlikely relationship between a young carefree guy in his 20s and an older woman and mother. So it is a May-December romance. And who did you sell this to? This was sold to N NBC through Universal. Okay, and when, and I forget how many years ago this was. This was in 2017. Okay. So a short while back. Okay. Back when well, pilots were bought quickly <laughs> and readily and in the room. Yes, and, and they even shot a bunch of them back then. Yes. Um, all right, well, I've got lots of questions about how the format mm -hmm. came to you and all that stuff, but we will talk yeah. about that Don't at a like later that. date. We're just going to get into it. So thank you for letting Great. us read it, Emily. I'm thrilled. So this is Step Dave, the pilot, written by Emily Cutler. It's the cold open. We're in a bar restaurant. We open on the bartender, Dave Gibbs, 24, in his element, mixing drinks for an enthusiastic crowd of tipsy millennials. His awkward best friend and roommate, Ozzy, 24, sits at the bar nursing a beer. Dave hands drinks to three young hotties. One jalapeno margarita, one Cosmo, and who's having the sex on a beach? Hopefully you are. Here's my number. She hands him a napkin with her info scrawled in lipstick. Well, thank you. Chimber? Uh, it's Kimberly, but with a CH. Dave, also with a CH. She smiles blankly and turns back to her friends. Can we trade lives for just one day? Like I'll mix drinks and juggle loose women who spell poorly and you can work at Costco as your junk decays from lack of use. Still in that dry spell, Ozzy? The ladies are not swiping right, Dave. Dave laughs as the camera swipes right, landing on a table where Annie Buckman, 36, bright, attractive, hopeful despite herself, smiles politely at her dull, blind date, Alan, 40. So I uh, not only inspect the auto damage, I also negotiate repair costs with suppliers. You'd be interested to know how often I have to do that. Would I? I, I mean, I would. <laughs> of course I would. It is, it is very interesting. I'm so glad your sister set this up, Annie. Well, she doesn't take no for an answer. <laughs> or seriously, I don't want you to set me up for an answer. <laughs> I confess, I haven't gone out much since my divorce. It was a rough time, but don't worry, that's all behind me. Not going to talk about the ex. That's good. She certainly won't talk about me with whomever she's dating, if she's dating. And why would she be? I mean, she's she's very attractive. She, But it's it's important. It's important to move on. You know what? I think I'm, our, our server forgot my drinks, so I'm just going to run over and grab one. <laughs> Before he can say anything, she crosses off and walks up to the bar. Dave notices her. She's cute. Hi. Uh, what sounds good? Uh, being home in my pajamas. Well, see, now you've got me in a tough position. Do I do a I'd like to be at home in your pajamas too joke? Or do I pretend to think being home in my pajamas is a drink? Or, and just, this is just another way to go. So hear me out on this. Do you just take my drink order and fill it? A little on the nose, but I'll give it a go. What can I get you to drink? Uh, peach schnapps with a splash of olive juice. Is this a prank? If you get past the first wave of nausea, it's actually pretty good. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, just when you're thinking, it's too sweet. Why did I order this? I have terrible judgment and shouldn't be allowed out of the house. The salty swoops in and wham. Perfect balance. You're a genius. Life makes sense. He smiles, intrigued by her, and hands her the drink. 
Well, thank you. Put it on my tab. She starts to walk away and then turns back sheepish. You know, I don't, I don't know if I actually have a tab. That just, it seemed like a really smooth way to exit. He's watching Annie cross back to Alan when, bam, a drink is thrown in his face. Oh, hey, Stella. Stella, an unhinged but sexy girl, confronts him. How dare you not call me back after our night together? And don't tell me you haven't gotten any of my messages, texts, emails, or Snapchat requests. Her friend pulls her away to calm her. Dave cleans himself up as his desperate-to-be-hip boss, Ken, 50, walks over. Get it together, Dave. She's stalking me. I know. Believe me, I know how it is. <laughs> Guys like us are a magnet for the female gender. <laughs> Ken winks at a woman who is repelled. But it can't impact the workplace. So go home, clean yourself up, and reflect on your decisions. Oh, and uh, think of someone to set me up with. Dave sighs and crosses away. Meanwhile, at the table, Annie sits down as the waiter brings their appetizers. Oh, good timing. The crab cakes look delicious. W what is it? The crab just reminded me. My ex-wife has a shellfish allergy. I used to shoot her with the EpiPen and caress her swollen face. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm gonna go to the restroom. We intercut between Annie on her cell in the bathroom and her put-together sister, Suzanne, 34, in her modern kitchen slicing vegetables. This is the last time I let you set me up. This might actually be worse than the accountant who talked with his eyes closed. You're too picky. Alan is successful and has nice teeth. Give him a chance. He's crying into the appetizers. Are they that bad? He's not over his ex-wife. Well, she was pretty great. Rescue dogs, if I recall. Anyway, I just want the best for you. You deserve a stable, long-term relationship, like mine. In the background, we see Suzanne's bland husband, Jim, 36, trying desperately to fold a newspaper. Look, I would love to find a guy who has his crap together that I can lean on and have brunch with, but I doubt that I'm going to find him by you. Hello? Are you still there? Of course. My phone is dead. I am batting a thousand tonight. She goes to exit and the door handle falls off into her hand. A thousand and one. As Annie bangs on the door for someone to let her out, we fade out, end of cold open. Act one, we're exterior, back alley. Dave sits on the steps outside of the bar looking at his phone. He hears a window yanked open, then sees a pair of high heels flung out, followed by the shapely backside of a woman. Everything okay? She turns to respond and ungracefully falls. He hurries over to help her up, pleased to find that it's Annie. Running out on your fake tab? I got... Locked in the bathroom, and no one could hear me over Adam Levine's blaring falsetto. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think I can walk. She tries and winces. I hate to say it, but you should go get that ankle looked at. This is why I stay home weekends and binge watch House Hunters. My, um, my phone is dead. Would you mind calling me an Uber? You'll never get one at this hour, but I could take you to urgent care. I'm done for the night as the wet state of my shirt will confirm. Oh, um, well, okay, I'm, are you sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm Annie, by the way. Dave, yeah, come on. He helps her hobble towards a shiny black Lexus. Let me just find my keys. He searches his pockets as she hobbles to the passenger side. Oh, sorry, that's not my car, I'm, I'm over here. 
and she hobbles to the other side where Dave's weather-beaten Vespa is parked. On Annie's look of uncertainty, we cut to the street where she nervously clutches Dave as the Vespa whizzes down the street. A bug flies into her eye. Cut to an, an urgent care where Annie and Dave talk to the receptionist. Your number 14 shouldn't be too long, two hours-ish. Ish? That's code for three hours. Fill this out. Three hours? Well, thanks for everything, Dave. No worries. You know, I could hang out a bit longer, keep you and your deformed ankle company. Really? You want to hang out in urgent care with a stranger? Number four on my bucket list. You really need to work on your bucket list. It's a really boring bucket list. <laughs> Ten minutes later, Annie and Dave sit beside each other. She looks at her watch. He flips through a worn red book magazine. Did you know patterned scarves are this fall's fun flirty wardrobe staple? I did not know that. She looks over her shoulder at the magazine. I do, however, know how to shrink your pores in four easy steps. Little secret, I can do it in three. Some kind of wizard? No, I just manage a day spa in Hillhurst. Waxes, mass, mass peels, that sort of thing. Lucky you don't need any of that stuff. You're so pretty. She blushes. It's been a while since she's had a compliment. It's later. Dave returns from the vending machine carrying snacks. Okay, it was Slim Pickens. Do you want the Chipotle corn nuts, Oreos circa 2009, or, and you will be graded on this, the cheese and cracker snack pack, which is unique because it's the only snack pack that comes with its own tool. You can't school the teacher. I snack hard. Respect. <laughs> it's, it's later. They sit now facing each other deep in conversation. I don't know. I never think about death. Do you? Of course. All you read about is she got a tumor from talking on her cell phone. He inhaled toxic mold at the gym. They collapsed after eating tainted bagged lettuce. First of all, what publication is this? Secondly, who, who talks on their cell phone? InSync's Bye 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 starts playing on the sound system. Oh my God, this is the best worst dance song ever. Want to dance? Have to dance? He gets up and holds out his hand to her. I am injured, remember? And anyway, I do not perform in front of people. I have a rational fear of looking like an idiot. Well, that's no fun. And he starts doing the in sync dance for her. She alternates between being embarrassed and laughing. Annie Buckman? Well, that's me. He helps her up and they both feel the spark of their closeness. I'll wait if that's okay. She smiles to herself as she heads for the exam room. Later, Dave helps Annie, whose ankle is wrapped in a bandage, down the street. She stops and faces him. I'm lucky that it's just a minor sprain. <laughs> um, thank you for everything. I'm, I'm sure I can get an Uber now. Why would you want to when we could be having a drink at your place? That is very tempting, but um, I don't do that sort of thing, especially not with someone who probably does that sort of thing quite a bit. Yeah, but normally I don't like the girl quite so much. Well, I'm flattered to be the crown jewel in your burgeoning harem. <laughs> I, um, I think I'm, I'm gonna have to pass. Bye, Dave. She holds out her hand and he takes it. Their eyes lock. 
you know, this would be the part in the romantic comedy where after the two leads vow not to, you cut to them furiously making out. Yeah, well, this isn't a movie, so. And we cut to Annie's living room where Dave and Annie furiously make out in the dark room of a small house. They tear clothes off, making their way to the bedroom. If I'd have known that this was going to happen, I'd have worn better underwear. (laughs) It's okay. I'm not wearing any. I have to do laundry. Groping and kissing, they hurry into the bedroom where they fall back on the bed. Wow, you have this whole house to yourself? Too much talking. She grabs and kisses him. Do you have something, you know, for... Be right back. Naked, Dave races back to the living room where he finds his pants and grabs a condom from his wallet. When he turns to leave, he steps on a Transformers action figure which begins flashing and talking. I am Optimus Prime. He reaches down to see what it is when the lights slip on and he's faced with a horrified older woman, Margaret, in her 50s, two shocked twin girls, Sarah and Jesse, 13, and a bewildered seven-year-old boy, Leo. As they begin panicking over their deviant trespasser, Dave desperately covers his private parts with the action figure, which says, Decepticons, dead ahead. And we fade out. That's the end of Act One. It's act two, we're in the living room moments later. Dave is as we left him, naked in the middle of the room. Sarah films on her iPhone, while Leo hides behind Jesse, who threatens Dave with a baseball bat. Margaret makes a call. Please, please come quickly. We have a perverted white male intruder. What? Well, I, I don't know. I, are you on drugs? What? No, and I'm not an intruder or a pervert. So, oh, that's what a grown-up penis looks like. Thought they'd be bigger. Hey. Sarah Grace. Annie rushes in, tying a robe around her. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be at the Strawberry Festival. It was canceled. Killer bees. Jesse looks between Dave and Annie and figures it out. Hey, gross. Mommy, he took my transformer. Mommy? Sweetheart, uh, you will get your toy back. Dave is... Using it. Dave, do you know this man? Yes. Well, no. It, sort of. <sighs> Margaret, getting it, hangs up the phone. Later, Dave, now in pants and buttoning his shirt, hurries out of the house, followed by Annie. Dave, I'm sorry. You couldn't have mentioned you have a child and live with your mother? Margaret is not my mother. She's my ex-husband's mother. There's an ex-husband. This is news. We split a year ago and she moved in to help with the kids while I work. Kids, plural. Leo and the twins, Sarah and Jesse. Those girls, they can't be yours. They're grown people. So I started very young. I, I was only 24. I'm 24. Excuse me? What? How old are you? Oh my God. You're in your 30s. Yes, I'm 36. How old did you think I was? I don't know. Uh, 29 tops. Really? But you're not. Yeah, well, you know what? Neither are you, which would have been worth mentioning before I took my shirt off. Why would you think I was almost 30? I don't know. You're tall. That makes no sense. Yeah, no And kidding. neither does this. Yeah, 
No kidding. You know what? I guess you'll just have to uh, call Amber or Brittany or another one of your one night stands. I didn't want a one night stand. I mean, this felt different. I, I hope we could. Never mind. What? It doesn't matter now. I guess not. Yeah, I should. Um, I should get back to my kids. Anyway, um, thank you again for tonight. She turns and walks away. He opens his mouth to say something, but thinks better of it, gets on his Vespa and drives away. She pauses at the door and watches him go. We pull back to reveal Margaret, Sarah, Jesse, and Leo eagerly watching everything from an upstairs window. It's the next morning in the kitchen. Margaret makes breakfast for Leo as Sarah and Jesse, dressed for school, go through Dave's wallet. Coupon for a free Subway sandwich, laser tag punch card, ooh, driver's license. Dave Jonas Gibbs. Nice photo, dude. Heard of a hairbrush? Nicey. She ignores him and passes it to Jesse. At least he's an organ donor. He tried to donate one last night. Get it? I'm not sure. No. Don't push it, young lady, and leave your mother alone this morning. We all make bad choices now and then. Not me, but you know, most people. You're so right, Grams. Behind Margaret's back, Sarah takes two 20s out of the wallet and winks conspiratorially at Jesse and pockets them. Annie enters dressed for work. Good morning. Um, before we all head off, I would like to apologize again for last night. I'm not mad at you. I, I just didn't. We uh... get it, Mom. He was hot in a could practically be our son kind of way. Ew, I just ate. How come I never get to say anything? Because you're a whiny twerp. It's understandable that you still have interest in male companionship, although life can be perfectly pleasant without it if you have a few real page turners on your nightstand. <laughs> oh, honey, drink this. You look pale. Thanks. Of course, it's only a matter of time before my son comes to his senses and wants to return to his family. Margaret, please. No, Stuart will one day return talk. He's engaged to his affair, remember? Southwest flight attendant, breasts like bowling balls. Rakishly big. How does she walk? Could you all get ready for school, please? Go learn something and contribute to the world. Or get a job and send me on a cruise. A sulky Leo exits. The girls get up. Margaret snatches the wallet from Sarah and hands it to Annie. You'll want to return this. Annie reacts. Oh, crap. And as the girls exit... Scott Korzakowski's mom always brings guys home. One of them liked to be hit with a bag of oranges. Really? What for? Annie looks at the wallet and sighs. We cut to her later in her car, leaving a voicemail. Hey, Dave. It's Annie. From last night. You know, the one with the hat ankle and double life. <laughs> well, in a fond twist of fate, you left your wallet at my house. Uh, I'll bring it to work or... Or I, could, I can mail it to you if you'd rather not see me. I mean, not that I did anything wrong. Okay, no, I, I didn't mention that I had a family, but if you knew them, you, well, you, you wouldn't mention them either. She <clears throat> laughs nervously, hating herself. We cut to Dave's crappy apartment at the same time. Dave and Ozzy, with bedhead, boxers, and barely awake, listen to Annie's message on speaker. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me know what you want to do. Man, you dodged a bullet. 
I'm all for some cougar play, but a 36-year-old with three kids? What, are you going to do it in a minivan? Yeah, being tied down is the last thing I need. What if I want to take a last-minute road trip to Vegas? What if I want to play Call of Duty all night in my personalized infantry hoodie? Now, what if you want to bring sexy ladies home to hot tub with you and your roommate? Dude, we've got to get a hot tub. <laughs> I know. Still, there was something about her, about us together. It just felt so... You made the right choice. Getting involved with a woman like that would be a colossal mistake. Tired of the same old game nights? Looking for a fun new activity to do with your family, your partner, your friends, or by yourself? Then Hunt a Killer is for you. Solve a murder, hunt a killer, you get to be the detective. You sort through evidence, piece together clues, and solve the case with an immersive murder mystery game. Uh, The game comes with dossiers, maps, evidence, lots of stuff to help you solve an unsolved case. There are dozens of standalone mysteries, or you can subscribe to an immersive multi-part crime case, which is exactly what I did. It's now been about a month since I subscribed uh, to the Hunt a Killer multi-part mystery, and my life is different. It's better. I have solved several local crimes uh, in addition to the Hunt a Killer murder mystery pretend crime that I solved. It really warmed me up to local crime solving. And uh, I think lives have been saved. I've learned to put together clues about behavior. And I've learned that everybody leaves a trail, which is how I found out that my father has two families. He, he left evidence. Every, it's like he wanted to get caught. Anyway, uh, we are in... Uh, my mom's in a, a difficult lawsuit now. She really can't. She really can't afford it. Um, but I'm glad to see she's getting herself out of a bad situation. Thanks, Hunt a Killer, for making my family safer. Join the hunt today. Go to huntakiller.com slash deadpilots. And use the code DEADPILOTS for $10 off your purchase. That's huntakiller.com slash deadpilots. Hi, it's Kevin from Max Fun HQ. This year for Giving Tuesday, we're inviting you to a super fun tarot event. It's got some of your favorite Max Fun hosts, and it's for a great cause. Join Depression Mode's John Moe, Carrie Poppy of Ono, Ross and Carrie, Stuart Wellington from The Flop House, Tom Lum from Let's Learn Everything, and Ellen Weatherford of Just the Zoo of Us. Your suggested $10 donation supports National Casa GAL and their work advocating for kids in foster care. That's this Giving Tuesday, November 29th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out MaximumFun.org slash events for more information and tickets to The Tarot Show with John Moe. A scantily clad Stella emerges from Ozzy's bedroom, shoots Dave a dirty look, and ambles down the hall to the bathroom. It was a long drive spell, Dave. Uh, We're at a mini mall beauty spa where Annie, in uniform, tidies as she talks with her bodacious co-worker, Carla, 35, uncrushably optimistic. Personally, I love younger guys. They don't have fleshy dad bods, and you can make them, like, go get you Jamba Juice. An older female customer walks out. I hope you enjoy this sea scrub, Mrs. Bailey. Looking smooth, girl. Mrs. Bailey, pleased, exits. <laughs> okay, I'm not dating a 24-year-old. No matter how 
fun he is or how much he smells like Granny Smith apples. I happen to be a very sensible person. Me too. That's why I broke up with that Armenian DJ that I met on Tinder. Also because he stole my Cuisinart. Look, I've made a few questionable choices in my life. Mm -hmm. Dropping out of college to marry my tennis instructor, having a third kid to save my marriage. Remember when you wore Bermuda shorts? Put that one on there. But I am not adding cradle robbing to the list, okay? And anyway, life isn't supposed to be a romance novel. Nothing is wrong with just working, raising my kids, seeing a few good movies before I die. Uh-uh, no. I think we're both gonna fall madly in love and live happily ever after. All it takes is one good guy. Nope, sorry, two, we're gonna need two. Hmm. I'm gonna go to lunch. Okay. And uh, no vajazzling while I'm gone, okay? It is not a service that we provide. Annie heads for the door just as Dave enters. Carla watches them in the mirror. They clearly are into each other. Hey. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, hello. <laughs> um, so I have your... She hands him his wallet. Oh, great. Thanks. So you must be the famous Dave that that Annie has not mentioned at all. Uh, any idea where the cash went? I, I wouldn't ask, but 40 bucks is, is kind of a lot. Of course. Oh, look, I will pay you back, but I don't have any cash on me. You could take some from the register. And I cannot take it from the register. I know. Uh why don't you walk together to the ATM? Well, uh, I do want to pay you back. Um, you shouldn't have to go without cash just because my girls were playing some sort of prank. I guess we could do that. It's not like we can't walk together for a block. I mean, we're just two people. It's not a big thing. Then it's decided. Off you go. Take your time. I'll be here. Not making personal calls. On the street, Dave and Annie walk together. Sorry to steal you away from work. Oh, no worries. It's not busy and, you know, I was headed out for lunch anyway. Yeah, I was going to grab lunch soon, too. Stoke the old furnace. Yeah, my stomach has been growling. I can hear it. Sounds like a feral cat stuck in a pipe. She smiles as they pass a cafe. You know, we could get lunch now if you want. Pop in here, get it done. I'm not sure that eating together is a good idea. I mean, it, it sounds a lot like a lunch date. Well, if we're not dating. Which we're not. Then it's really just two people getting midday hunger out of the way. That's like the opposite of a date. That's yeah, more like a, like a non-date. A non-date, exactly. In the cafe, Annie, a salad in front of her, watches as Dave bites into an enormous bacon cheeseburger. Bacon brings joy to the world. And plaque to the arteries. Want a bite? Absolutely, <laughs> but no, thank you. My uh, my metabolism went on an indefinite vacation. If I if I ate like that, I would be four hundred pounds. Still be sexy. I can say that because this is a non date. Mm -hmm. um, Leo, my my seven year old, he's in a phase where all he wants to do is eat Nutella. <laughs> he may just be doing it for attention because his sisters take up so much of my, you know what, I'm sorry. I forgot that you hate children. Do you hate animals too? Puppies really get you all fired up? Kids just make me nervous. I don't know any, unless you count my roommate Ozzy who still sleeps with a Pokemon nightlight. <laughs> well, kids are pretty great, except at 5 a.m. 
or when they're teen girls, then they're monsters. Why would anyone want to be awake at 5 a.m.? That's when I'm just getting back from the club, yo. Club. Yes, of course. <laughs> they smile and the waitress puts the check down. I owe you, so I will put it on my card. Don't forget you're entitled to the senior discount. Oh, really? You want to go there, youngster? Dave holds out a French fry of truce and she gives in and takes it. On the street later, Annie gets cash out of the ATM as they tease each other. Should I have helped you across the street back there? Gotta be careful. Don't want any broken hips. You know, you should really hold an adult's hand while you cross. She hands him some cash. I wouldn't mind holding your hand. Their eyes lock. Does this really have to end? But the moment is broken when Annie's cell phone rings. Oh, sorry. It's my daughter. I have to... Hi, sweetie. What? No, hun, calm down. Yeah, I'll bring you your bio notes. Where'd you leave them? No, honey, you are not going to fail middle school and have to dance at a club out by the airport. Yes, I, I will be right there. Okay, bye. She hangs up. Before she can say anything, Dave gets a text. Ozzy just ate a nine-month-old jar of leftover spaghetti sauce and is having hallucinations. Um, I guess I should go. Yeah, me too. It can't work. Their worlds are worlds apart. Thanks for lunch and everything. Sure. They walk off in opposite directions. We're at the day spa later. Annie hurries in to find Carla and her sister, Suzanne. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I had to save my daughter from middle school ruin. What's this I hear about you and an underage bartender? I did not say underage. Nothing. It's nothing. It, he, he took me to urgent care. That's all. I should hope so. You're never going to have the life you deserve if you waste your time on someone totally inappropriate. Um, you better get to your appointment. That face won't talks itself. <laughs> Fine. But don't forget my birthday party this week. It's going to be very elegant and exclusive. So no pajama jeans? A lot of Jim's colleagues from the firm will be there, and one of them is newly single. He has all his hair and an infrared sauna. Ooh, sounds great. What time? I didn't invite you. And yet, I'm still coming. <laughs> Annoyed, Suzanne exits. So, what happened with Dave? I paid him back. We said goodbye. It's, it's all good. Back at the bar restaurant, Ozzy sits at the bar while a distracted Dave bartends. Ken looks on. She won't stop calling me, Dave. She leaves messages at work. Sometimes I, I think she's following me. And Dave notices Stella is hiding behind a plant. <laughs> Possible. Carla enters and walks over to Dave. Oh my gosh, hi. <laughs> well, this is nuts. I had no idea you worked here. Oh, hey. Can I get you a drink? Uh, no, thanks. I just stopped in to use the restroom on the way to a party at Annie's sister's house. You remember Annie? Sweet, hilarious, smile that lights up a room. Come to think of it, her sister loves it when random people stop by. So you should come. Here's the address. Thanks, but I have plans with my roommate. We're going to eat frosting and watch Michael Bay movies in Spanish. Well, that's too bad. I'd really hate for you to miss out. Dave gets her meaning. You know, on a good party. She smiles and walks off. And we go to Suzanne's house that night. There's a smattering of upscale party guests. Annie enters with Margaret, Sarah, Jesse, and Leo. Suzanne walks over. 
Happy birthday. Everything looks beautiful. Let's go red Aunt Susie's eyeshadows. And Sarah and Jesse hurry off. Oh, you brought the children. And Margaret. Suzanne, I brought you some sponges. <laughs> he hands her a package of sponges and walks off. Well, it's your birthday, and they are family. She's not. And we angle on Carla, sitting with an elegant female guest. Come into the spa for five minutes, we can rip that mustache right off. The woman is shocked. A miserable <laughs> Leo turns to Annie. Why did I have to come? It's a grown-up party. Everybody just ignores me. Oh, and I'm sure you'll have lots of fun. Okay, we both know that that is a lie, but Mommy will make it up to you. He sighs and wanders off as Jim rushes over. No one is using the karaoke machine I rented. Thank God. The last thing I want at a party like this is to be embarrassed by some idiot singing Journey. Love you. And he walks off. She turns to Annie. By the way, I know it's my birthday, but I got you a little gift. And Suzanne gestures to an attractive enough man, Dennis, 40, who starts to walk over. Dennis Gilberg, divorced podiatrist, friendly, fit, and a two-story French colonial, stellar landscaping. Really, Suzanne? I am not in the mood to... Hi! You must be Dennis. Pleased with herself, Suzanne sneaks away. Don't worry, I promise to make this less awkward than your sister already has. Back at the bar restaurant, Ozzy waits for Dave, who gestures he'll be finished in five minutes. A hot girl walks up. Dave isn't interested. I'm not sure what I want. Something different? Something fun? <laughs> like me. I'm super fun. Okay, well, how about a peach schnapps and olive juice? Ugh, what's that? Sounds awful. I don't know. Sometimes two things that don't seem like they go together actually do. You've got to at least try it. It might be great. Dave suddenly grabs the party address and heads for the door. I gotta go. Where? We have plans. He notices Stella. I'll come with. Hey, who's going to make my drink? <laughs> Ozzy runs after Dave as Ken throws his hands up in disbelief. And we fade out. End of act two. It's act three. We're in Suzanne's living room. More guests mill about. Annie sits with Dennis. He's nice. It's great that you've taken up golf. <laughs> I am terrible at it. I've never played. Although I am quite the miniature golfer. I always make it past the windmill. We angle on Dave entering with Ozzy. Whoa, look at this place. So shiny. Give me five minutes, then we'll go hang out, okay? As Ozzy wanders off, Suzanne spots Dave and walks over. Hello. You must be the bartender. Yes. She gestures for him to follow her and leads him to the bar. Signature cocktail list is there. Let me know if you run out of anything. And she walks off. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not... A guest walks over. Uh, two apple teenies? Sorry, there's been a... H Helen, you want an apple teeny? <laughs> Make it three. Unsure of what to do, Dave starts making drinks out of habit. We angle on Annie, who looks up and is shocked to see him. She excuses herself and walks over. Dave, what, what are you doing here? Why are you making drinks? Dave tries to talk as he shakes the martini shaker. I needed to talk to you. I'll take a scotch, neat. One scotch. There isn't anything left to say. There is. I, I think we should... Suzanne walks over. There's a complete stranger in my kitchen doing tequila shots. That's probably just my buddy, Ozzy. 
Why is the bartender bringing a friend? He's not the bartender. He's a bartender. This, this is the one who took me to urgent care. Did you invite him? You already have a date. Dennis, the podiatrist. Now, get that guy out of my kitchen and please leave. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. He heads for the kitchen, passing Margaret. Oh, it's you again. I didn't recognize you with your trousers on. In the kitchen, Ozzy does shots with two middle-aged business guys. One of them offers a business card. If you ever need life insurance. I don't even have health insurance. And they all laugh as Dave enters. What are you doing? Trying to have fun. You want a shot? No, please stay out of trouble. I came here to talk to Annie. I want to ask her out. The old lady with the kids? Dude, look around. This isn't your crowd. Annie's different. Ozzy shakes his head. His friend is making a big mistake. The second business guy pipes up. Hey, I'm Ted Investments. What do you have your money in? A sock. <laughs> we go to the living room where Suzanne chats with guests. Bored, little Leo tugs on her shirt. Hey, Suzanne, can I watch TV in your bedroom? My bedroom is my sanctuary. Can't have grubby fingers in the sanctuary. Is that why you didn't have kids? Not all women want kids. Some of us prefer a career. Personal empowerment. Well, who'll take care of you when, you're, when, you, when you get old? My 401k. And we angle on Dave finding Annie. Sorry. Hi. Hi. Sarah what? and Jesse appear in full garish makeup. What's he doing here? What's on your face? Awesomeness. It is very colorful. Girls, ladies, could you give us a minute? And they cross over to Margaret, who looks on disapprovingly. I know it seems like we don't make any sense, but lots of things don't make sense when you first look at them. Chocolate chip cookies with raisins, for example. But if you look closer with an open mind, you might discover they make the most sense of all. Yeah, not a fan of raisins. Me neither. Ruins the cookies. Bad example. Dave, look, my life isn't perfect by any means. My ex left me with a big old mess, but I kind of have a handle on it now. I'm doing okay, and I don't want to mess with that by getting into something that can't work. I'm sorry. Ozzy enters and sees Annie walk away. Carla, Margaret, Suzanne, and the kids have seen it too. Ozzy walks over. Let me grab my jacket. You've got some muy bueno Michael Bay movies to watch. And he exits. Dave heads for the door, stops when he sees Leo sitting alone. He tries to ignore him, but he can't. He sits beside him. Is it me, or does this party suck? It sucks. No one ever pays attention to me or does anything I want to do. What do you want to do? It's ten minutes later. Carla throws an arm around Annie. I made the right decision. I mean, why start dating someone when it doesn't make any... What is that sound? And we hear music coming from outside. People start moving out to see what it is. Suzanne, horrified, realizes what it might be and hurries out with Carla, Annie, and the family to find Dave and Leo on the karaoke machine, belting out a heartfelt rendition of Journey's Don't Stop Believin'. Leo looks so happy. Carla smiles, and Annie is clearly moved. Stop smiling! This is a disaster! It is. It's all wrong. 
without a proper backup singer. And Carla cheers as Annie runs up to join the performance. We angle on Ozzy shaking his head. He's being blown off. We angle on Suzanne's husband, Jim, singing along and Suzanne completely mortified. <laughs> we angle on Annie and Dave who hands her a mic. You really want to date a 36 year old with three kids a mother-in-law and no desire to go to Burning Man? If you want to date a 24-year-old who has a roommate, eats Rice Krispies for dinner, and sleeps on a futon. I was okay until the futon. I can get rid of the futon. <laughs> and they kiss as Leo continues the act. We angle on Sarah, Jesse, and Margaret, who sighs. This is not going to end well. We're going to make that guy's life a living hell. As Jesse nods, Annie and Dave sing with Leo for a brief moment oblivious to the impending storm and we fade out end of show Yay! Yeah. Um. that was fun right i hope you enjoyed that please come back next week to hear my interview with emily because maybe you're like me and you didn't understand the title of the show and emily explained it to me and i was like right duh uh yeah uh, Dead Pilot Society is produced by me and my co-host Ben Blacker and our associate producer Noah Findling. It is edited and mixed by Jordan Katz. If you like this show, for God's sake, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. And for God's sakes, tell a friend about us. You can follow us on social media to find out all the latest. We are still on Twitter, I believe, uh, at Dead Pilots Pod. Hanging in there, and uh, better yet, on Instagram at Dead Pilot Society. Hell, I don't know. I mean, we may still even be on Facebook. These, you know, social media outlets go down the tubes faster than I can keep up with them. Uh, Noah Findling handles all of that stuff, and God bless him for doing that because I don't want to. Until next time, I'm Andrew Reich. Thank you for listening. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.